All right. We've got a great episode of Side Retired for you guys today. We're going to be joined by Jacob Hobson. So let's hit the intro music and get right into this. Hello and welcome to this edition of Side Retired. It is Dylan flying solo on the co-host side of things, but don't worry, we have a great guest ready to talk baseball with you guys today. Jacob Hobson, thanks so much for joining me on the podcast. No, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Absolutely. So I know Jacob reached out to us. It was a fun coincidence in that we recently, for our loyal listeners, Marlon Willis of the Kansas City Royals organization hopped on the podcast and Jacob somehow saw sight of little old us here on the podcast and said, would love to join you for an episode. All of a sudden, we saw <laughs> cool perspectives. So down to have you on the podcast and excited to make this work out and can't wait to get into your career journey. No, thank you. Absolutely. So I guess the brief bio that we have on you is that you're a bullpen catcher in the Kansas City Royals organization. You were at Fullerton beforehand, I assume, playing baseball with them. But obviously, there's a lot more details that I didn't just mention. So how about to kick off the podcast if you want to just sort of give our audience a brief bio of sort of what's your baseball journey and what's your story in the industry? Yeah. So, um, first, uh, so my role is I'm the bullpen catcher for the Arizona complex, uh, in surprise for the Royals. Um, I started last year. Um, but going back, uh, it's kind of crazy just in the baseball world with how everything works out. Uh, I grew up in Chino Hills, California. Uh, I went to Chino Hills high uh everyone knows the ball brothers went there that's uh i went to school with them <laughs> um you know uh i've loved baseball from a very young age um it's been my absolute passion i never really played in any other sport um grew up a huge dodger fan and that kind of kept me involved in the game of just just you know the ups and downs of the game and i still have a love for it uh you know i be able to go home and watch baseball, even if I had a bad game and stuff like that. Um, so in high school, I primarily just kind of played shortstop, kind of played all over the place. Um, catching was kind of my way onto the freshman team. Uh, I was very bad. Uh, I, <laughs> I always had a pretty good arm. Um, and that's kind of the reason why I got on the team. Uh, everything was very bad about how I caught. So I barely caught in high school. And, um, once I was getting my junior and senior year, you know, that's the time where kind of recruiting starts, um, myself included my, my parents, we had, we were so lost in the recruiting aspect of stuff of how to get recruited and stuff like that. You know, um, thankfully I'm educated now from just being around the game and, you know, I could pass it on to my kids in the future. But, um, so pretty much I kind of accepted that, I wasn't going to go anywhere and play. Um, I always used my height and weight as an excuse, which is a very soft excuse. <laughs> um, I was, I was one, one forty five, five foot 11. And, you know, it was kind of just easy cop out, but you know, at the end of the day, I just didn't work hard enough. Um, so I was like, okay, you know, I'm just going to go to Cal state Fullerton. Uh, that's kind of where my whole family went. Uh, I'll get my degree there. I'll play baseball on the side. Uh, I go there, uh, I get accepted. I, I, to get my degree in communications, um, I grew up loving Vince Scully. So I always, uh, you know, I, I 
majored in broadcast journalism. And that was kind of my goal and kind of to join the, uh, the rec team at Fullerton, just playing on the side. So kind of a weekend, uh, to be going to school there. I, uh, I found out there was a rec team and there was a tryout and I tried out short and I made the rec team. I was like, okay, this could be cool, you know? And, um, you know, kind of like the, the biggest change in direction for my life happened when my dad, my dad always thought that, you know, he always saw more potential in me than I, you know, kind of gave credit to myself. And he reached out to our, the recruiter for the actual NCAA Fullerton team. And, you know, like I said, we were very lost in the recruiting world, even college baseball, we had nothing, we knew nothing about it. And he, he emailed him. He's like, Hey, can we get an open tryout? Which is crazy to think, especially at the time Fullerton was the top 25 program. They just came off going to Omaha and this was uh fall of 2017. So they had just come up going to Omaha and I had no business. <laughs> it's just crazy. No business trying out. Even if they had an open tryout, I had no business making the team. Like this was an unbelievable program. And, you know, luckily the recruiter there, uh, his name's Chad Baum. He responded. He's like, we actually don't hold open tryouts, but we're actually looking for a bullpen catcher for for our team. Um, has your son caught? And my dad obviously <laughs> said he caught he caught a year in high school, and uh, you know, so he reached out to me and he's like, just come by, uh, catch a few pitches in the cage. Let's see if you can kind of handle it. Um, and you know, I was still very bad, but you know, they're like, they were pretty desperate. So they took me on and now I was the bullpen catcher for the Fullerton team. And coming into this freshman year, this was, there were seven draft guys out of the pen that got drafted that year. Um, Tanner Bybee was, uh, who's with the guardians. He was, uh, he was my class. He was a freshman with me. And so every, almost every guy in the pen was throwing 92, <laughs> 93 plus. And coming from high school, I'd really only caught maybe top 82. Mm-hmm. And I remember when I when I came in my first day, uh, some of the coaches were asking me, they're like, have you caught like 90 before? I was like, oh, yeah, you know, 92, 93, <laughs> I lied up. Um, so the first fall, um, you know, my hand was getting blown up. I was in an adjustment period. Um, we end up uh, hosting a Super Regional that year. Uh, we hosted Washington and we were two outs away from Omaha and uh, didn't go our way, but we came very close to Omaha. And that was kind of the first, you know, real emotion I'd felt of, man, like this is something special. I, you know, I kind of want to keep chasing that baseball high of like, how far can I take this thing? And um, so we roll into my sophomore year and I'm getting better in terms of on the receiving side. Uh, cause all I've been told uh, how I've been there is that every pitcher, they just care about how you receive the baseball. And so I was like, you know what, if this is all I'm going to do, I'm going to try and get as best as I can at receiving, making the catch pitchers want to throw to me, stuff like that. Um, and so something clicked and I, I kept getting feedback from pitchers saying, Hey, you know, we love throwing to you, man. Um, and, you know, I was like, okay, maybe I could make me, I could turn this into something cool. So end of my sophomore year comes around and I heard a lot of, uh, technically I was a student manager slash bullpen catcher. And a lot of our student managers, 
um, we're going off to summer ball to coach kind of like an apprenticeship, you know, like they're trying to mold all student managers into coaches. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, like I'm, I got the short end of the stick. I want to go coach. Like, <laughs> and so I, I talked to one of our coaches. I was like, Hey, can I, can you guys send me somewhere to summer ball, for summer ball? And they're like, where do you want to go? I'm like, can I go to the Cape? <laughs> and they're like, you think you can handle the Cape? I'm like, Oh yeah, I can. <laughs> and so um, they found a way and, uh, the summer of 19, I was with the Whitey Red Sox in Cape Cod as a bullpen catcher. Um, caught some really elite guys over there. <laughs> um, and then coming back, I had a ton of confidence. Now I'm like, man, I can catch anyone. Uh, junior year rolls around 2020, and then that's kind of when COVID hit. Uh, and then with COVID, it, it's kind of cool because I've gotten to catch so many different guys. And just around, like, even with pro ball, before I got this job, I was already catching guys at pro ball because once mm-hmm. COVID hit with the shortened draft, um, all my friends, it was their junior year, they had to stay ready for the draft because no one knew what was going on. So we were always throwing live ABs in Newport Beach out at a little league field. Um, the first big guy I had caught was Michael Lorenzen came out. Um, and him being Fullerton alum, uh, he threw to me, uh, Brian Shaw with the uh, – the guardians through to me. Uh, so that was kind of my first taste of catching big league guys. And, you know, once we got done with COVID senior year rolled around and, uh, we had a pretty bad season and I was like, okay, you know, this might be it, but I've always had that, you know, little something inside of me that said, you know, let's, let's kind of finesse the system and let's see if I can <laughs> take it a step further. Right. And so I graduate, I get my degree. And now it's uh, 2021 and I'm like, man, now I got to get a real job because <laughs> on the side, this whole time I was in school, my parents were helping me out a lot. I was coaching travel ball on the side, just, just a little side stuff. I just want to be doing something in baseball. And so I remember I graduated, I'm still living at home and you know, my parents just being good parents are saying, Hey, you need to get a real job now, corporate job. And so I had, uh, I remember I applied to Costco. And I went to their orientation. I was like, okay, this is the new me, you know, hanging up the cleats. And something had happened where they needed me to start right away. And I couldn't. And so they had to terminate me (laughs) before I even started. I was like, you know what? This is a good sign. (laughs) Um, And I told my parents, I'm like, I had the opportunity to coach uh, summer ball, coach a summer ball team as an actual coach now. And I was like, okay, I'm going to coach. I just want to stay in the game a little bit longer. Uh, coached that team and then end of that summer I started working at a baseball facility um, that one of my close friends had he had opened up and that's where I met a lot of guys a lot of pro guys would come in there and um, I started doing catching lessons there and I was doing that pretty much the whole year of 2022 was just catching lessons and I was like okay you know what this is this is good uh, this is my future right here. And then I got, um, I fell into a lucky situation where I got a coaching job at Cypress junior college in California, um, as the catching coach. And so I go over there. Um, I start coaching on the side now. I was like, okay, this is the start of my coaching journeys. It's going to be right here. And pretty much I, I only, la- I only stayed the fall. 
but I remember there was one day where I'm coaching and guys were throwing bullpens and I'm with the catchers and, you know, I'm watching them catch bullpens. And there was one catcher that uh, he was hitting at the time. And I was like, you know what, screw it. Let me, let me catch the pen. <laughs> and once I started catching, I was like, man, I miss this man. I miss catching pens. I miss, I miss communicating with pitchers. And that was when I realized I was like, man, like I have my whole rest of my life to coach. I need to, you know, do what I want to do right now. And so uh, the year prior, I had applied for an Astros bullpen catching position with the Astros. And uh, I got to the third interview. I was ready to move to Houston. I thought I was getting the job. And the guy who was bilingual got over me, which is huge in baseball. Um, and so fast forward to when I was coaching, I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to send an application to every organization in baseball. I was able to get a hold of every email of every director of player development. And I sent my bullpen catching resume over and, um, you know, the Royals were the first to respond. Uh, they kind of said, we're, we want to create this role. We've never had a bullpen catcher. It's a very niche position because usually they just use extra catchers. And so I, I came here last year and, uh, man, it, it's so fun. And so, Finished out last year, and then I was able to catch and be the bullpen catcher for the Arizona Fall League, and we won the championship. And so my ring's in the mail, <laughs> um, and and then that kind of puts us to, you know, right here. Sorry, that was a lot, but um, no, I love it. Uh, it puts us to right here. Yeah, no, absolutely. And obviously, I want to dive further into this Kansas City thing, but to start off, though, you mentioned these four years at Cal, and obviously, everyone knows the grind of being a student athlete, and that it's the whole. You're at classes one day, and then all of a sudden you're on the road traveling. You had a unique perspective as well, is that I assume there's a lot of behind-the-scenes work that goes into being a bullpen catcher that a lot of people don't see. And sort of what was that student-athlete manager? You almost have all three in that you're physically <laughs> need to be trained to catch all the athletes, but you're also technically a part of the coaching staff as a manager. At the same time, you're also, as you mentioned, getting a degree in communications. What was the daily life slash grind of being a student athlete manager trio. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was, you know, it was, it was manageable. Now, like also I'm not saying that I, college was easy, but with my major communications, you know, it's compared to a lot of other degrees, it's on the easier side. I'm mm -hmm. not discounting anyone who's a communications major. But uh, that made it easier on me was, um, you know, prioritizing <laughs> baseball over school in that aspect. Um, but, you know, it was my freshman year I dormed. Um, and after my freshman year, I commuted. Mm -hmm. And I was 35 miles from campus. And so the commute was really the biggest grind because we would finish practice at 5 o'clock. Mm -hmm. And in Orange County traffic, it'd be an hour, hour to get home every day. And so there were a lot of times where I'd only be home twice a week because I'd be sleeping over at the baseball house um, because, you know, especially during seasons, you know, we'd have long road trips. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, I remember we usually have uh, bullpens before even our practice. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, I pretty much I handle catch play guys who needed to have catch play uh bullpens obviously and then kind of just help out where i can 
usually our other student managers, they would hit fungo. Um, that was their thing, throwing BP. I throw BP occasionally. Um, and then it was kind of just, you know, make web gem catches in the, <laughs> during shag time. That was, the, that was the best part of the day. And, you know, w- what made it bearable though, because I never got sick of it. A lot of people will talk to me and say like, man, like you're going to get burnt baseball burnout. Don't worry. And, you know, it hasn't happened yet. And I, I, I don't think it will just cause I think what I value every day is just the relationships I build with the guys, especially pitchers. I love pitchers because they're just, you know, unique personalities, like pitchers are a different breed. And, uh, <laughs> that's really what I look forward to every day. And, uh, some of those relationships, I mean, you know, in, in college, you know, they're, they last a lifetime. So. No, oh, absolutely. I love it. And then sort of following up on that, because I know you mentioned back in the day before you got into the whole catching, you idolized Vince Scully. I assume you're a big Dodgers guy. You mentioned in the past, maybe there's that broadcasting dream. Is that fully now off to the side? You're fully developed and I want to be on the field or is maybe 50, 60 years from now, we get up to Vince Scully agent, the knees have unfortunately gone array and there's, all right, maybe we get into the booth now at this point. You know, I think um, because this the same goes for I always get asked about like um, even from like some of our staff saying like, oh, uh, you know, do you do you want to like once this is done, like you want to get into coaching or like I, I feel like the priority right now, I feel priority right now is controlling what I can control with just in terms of my physical ability. I, I turn 25 next month or uh, two months. So I'm, I should be at my prime peak age <laughs> of athleticism. Um, so right now it's kind of just on field stuff. Uh, because, you know, I don't want to have any regrets of like, let's say, you know, I would, I were to go into broadcasting or something like that. And then I look back, it's like, man, like those golden years where I could have built relationships, made memories on the field. Like, that's really what I, I want to take advantage of this time of just being on the field as long as I can until, you know, the, you know, the cleats are taken away. Yeah, absolutely. And I think following up on that, because you said winning is the key thing. You got your ring in the mail coming in soon from the AFL. What was that experience like? It, it was super cool. You know, um, I've never... I've never really been a part of a winning team other than my freshman year at Fullerton. We won the conference and, you know, we're close to Omaha, but, um, you know, I, I've always felt like it's been stripped away from me the last second, um, just on championships and stuff like that. Um, so it was nice to be on the winning side of things. Um, yeah, it, it was, it was surreal. It was super cool because just the folly you get, you know, we had Ricky Tiedemann on our team. Mm-hmm. Um, which I had actually caught him four years ago during COVID when he was in high school through a buddy <laughs> of mine. And that's why I talk about, it's like, that's what's so cool with the mm-hmm. baseball circle. It's so tight where eventually you're going to run into guys. And, uh, I think that's what I like about it is just, you, you can't, and that's why the fall league was cool too. Cause you get so many different perspectives of guys from different organizations. Um, you know, the, the, the talk in the bullpen of just, you know, all the jokes, all the stories and stuff like that, that, that stuff is so fun to me. Um, so yeah, the fall league was a blast. Absolutely. And I think that's sort of the fun thing of that. The AFL is really a good spot where it's all these different prospects from all these different organizations coming together. It's the best of the best. It's Arizona weather is probably the only good weather in the country at that Mm -hmm. point of the year. So 
it's like baseball season 24 7 it really must be a blast to sort of soaking yeah. in all these because it's you've mentioned already not to repeat the name drops but like tanner bivey al sire young and al rookie of the year guy and ricky tiedemann one of the best prospects in the entire blue jay system and michael lorenzo mm-hmm. he's got that no hitter this year and i'm sure you've got countless other names you could name drop in here too as well but <laughs> the stories are endless on all the guys that you've been fortunate enough to squat behind the dish and catch for yeah no no it's been awesome absolutely and then sort of following up on that you've now mentioned that you're also in arizona right now it's spring training for the kansas city royals and you're there doing your thing catching so if you want to take our audience through almost like a behind the green curtain. What is spring training like from your perspective? Yeah. So, um, so right now uh, I pretty much just handle all minor league side. Uh, The big league guys have all, all the big league bullpen catchers are here. So they handle all that stuff. Um, So pretty much uh, like a day in the life of me is really just, I handle rehab first Mm -hmm. Um, guys rehabbing. uh, Usually I'll try and be an extra catch play partner and stuff like that uh catch flat grounds um if guys want to throw a touch feel off the bump uh and then after that we we get into guys who are scheduled bullpens and you know I'll, I'll check with our catching coordinator see if he needs me for you know I'm usually we have catchers at this time we have all of our catchers here but there's sometimes where they're hitting in a group at that time and you know I need to fill in for that um and so we'll handle the bullpens and then after the bullpens we have live vps um lately guys have been same thing where either catchers need a rest or sometimes there's you know a pitcher that that's a little erratic and they don't want to risk an injury they'll throw <laughs> me in there which which i am nice. 100% fine with <laughs> yeah um you know I'll, I'll i'll take the bullet uh so kind of stuff like that um but a lot of it is just I think the fun part, like I said, is just building the relationships throughout the day, being around baseball the whole time, um, being the guy that everyone wants to play catch with is, is fun. Um, and you know, and that's pretty much the end of the day right there. And then once we get into spring games, um, we'll handle the game day stuff. Um, I'll be in the pen, warm every guy up and, you know, stuff like that. So I definitely get my my work in. <laughs> I have to say, my knees hurt just hearing all the catching that you're doing every day. How are the knees holding up? And I think we're only one week in, but it seems like you're already super busy. Yeah, no, knees are good. Knees are knees are really good. Um, that's one thing is I, you know, I there was a time during the year last year where I wasn't taking care of my body, and. Um, you know, I wasn't working out and then, you know, I kind of had a self-reflection in the mirror of like, dude, like this is your career now. This isn't college anymore. Um, this pays the bills. If you get hurt because of, you know, lack of attention to detail or just lack of just not staying ready, like you can't put food on the table. Like your one job is to catch the ball and throw it back. (laughs) And so, uh, there, there were times where my rotator cuff, uh, I was having issues with it and it was because of lack of throwing of not throwing a certain day. Like I need to keep throwing. That's just, my arm's weird. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I, I feel like I prioritize myself too. Um, and just staying ready for, for anything because, you know, it, it, three days ago I got thumbed pretty bad, mm-hmm. uh, from just something stupid and catch play of, 
of trying to stick a strike or something. And so that was a little wake up call of, you know, this game humbles you a little bit. It always keeps you humble. Uh-huh. Um, so that that's the biggest thing too. And it kind of, and not to steal your show or anything, but something I wanted to talk about was, um, something I didn't prioritize in college was myself because I'm, I've always focused on, you know, getting pictures ready. It's never about me, which, you know, I'm, I want to be selfless out there, but one thing, uh, maybe a lot of listeners can, will be good to hear this was I got the yips for, uh, two years. Uh, I couldn't throw the ball back to the pitcher. Uh, I have video of it. It's, it's hard to watch. There were times where I couldn't sleep at night just cause it was, it was driving me crazy. And a big reason for that was the yips are, you know, it's, it's a complicated thing and, and no one likes to talk about it. It's like saying Voldemort, yeah. right? <laughs> um, but I think the biggest thing is, is admitting that you have an issue, that you have a problem, uh, you know, you have to come to terms with it. But, um, the, the biggest thing was how am I supposed to trust my mechanics and trust everything I do if I don't leave time for myself to work on things, if I'm just playing catch with the pitcher and I'm just, you know, I'm focused on them. Yeah. And so coming into uh, my first spring last year, uh, it kind of got in my head a little bit. And um, so in this off season, I really took the time to work on myself, send video to my guys um, over at tread, uh, get my mechanics down. So now I can actually trust my work I've put in. And now it, it's just so fun going out there carefree and, you know, just trusting stuff. No, absolutely. I love that because I know baseball, everyone talks about, oh, you have to be physical, you have to be strong, like John Carlos Stanton and Barry Bonds, but it's a big mental game, baseball, and that, like, you're mm-hmm. thinking about a lot. Baseball, like, your arm isn't naturally supposed to go like this and throw 100 miles an hour or go like this and snap off 2,600 RPMs. Like, baseball is a weird, yes, physicality helps, and obviously the the guys that are hitting cleanup are hitting cleanup because they're strong and hit a ball farther than either of us could imagine, but there's a mental game of, Hey, how to strike out this batter. How's my technique going? Am I pronating or supinating and all that sort of stuff that goes into baseball. That's all mental of, can I actually catch? There's a ball coming at me a hundred miles an hour. This is not human. I still have to stick it, not only just catch it, but also make it look good for the pitcher and not break my thumb at the same time. Like there's so many things that people who don't understand baseball are very, what do you mean? The ball's coming out. You catch it. End of statement. But for guys right. like you and I that know, like, no, there's a lot of stuff that goes into catching that baseball and making it look good, not only for yourself to feel good, the pitcher as well, the pitching coach that's judging, and a lot of people around that are just like watching you do your thing. And it's really impressive that you've overcome that and now are thriving and doing well with the Royals. Yeah, 100%. Absolutely. I love it. Well, we have three fun questions that we like to ask our guests before we wrap things up if you're game for them. Let's do it. All right. The first one, you've probably experienced this at Cal and now as well with the Royals is that walk-up songs are a big thing for people. So <laughs> let's say you were coming up to the box. We could either go at Coffin. Which isn't or... good, which isn't good. If I'm coming <laughs> up to play, we're in a bad spot. <laughs> well, let's say you're on the superstar power and you're here to walk off the game. Maybe it is the song that carries you to the superpower, but what's blasting at the stadium for you? I mean... It's something. It's uh, it's something. Eminem, one hundred percent. I I I worship Eminem. Um, yeah. I I'm hesitant on saying "Lose Yourself" because that's so so cliche <laughs> and mainstream. Um, 
you know, I'm, I'm a fan of all his, you know, his dark stuff <laughs> that can't be played anymore and stuff like that. Um, but, but a hundred percent something Eminem. No, oh, I love that. That's a good, it's always that question as a lot of interesting answers. I love that answer coming out of you. The second one we've got <laughs> for you is, and we'll go back to this whole, got to take care of yourself as well. For you personally, who would be the guy all time that if you could catch them and we could go historical, could be a guy that's in the majors right now or minors or something like that. But someone that if you got to pick a pitcher to satisfy yourself was, wow, I got to catch this guy. Who would it be? Well, um, one that somewhat satisfied was I caught Granky last year. Uh, so that w- that was up there because, you know, when, you know, coming up when I was a Dodger fan, you know, that was when he was, he uh. was I think he had like a one five ERA stuff, stuff like that. Um, I almost caught Chapman last year. Uh, so that would have been up there too. Um, yeah. but I'd say, oh, man, probably like some like Clayton Kershaw or, uh, I love Sandy Koufax too. <laughs> if you can go back and catch Koufax's hammer, that'd be pretty cool. <laughs> oh, I like um, it. yeah, I think I don't know. I don't know if I'd want to catch like Johan Duran or or <laughs> you know uh, the Splinker or or Jordan Hicks. Those, those guys like are crazy, but like in the moment, be like, nah, like let's get somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. We had someone from the Twins on a couple weeks ago. And he's like, yeah, it's just natural that you know he throws a splitter with. 20 inches of horizontal breaking and you know 101 <laughs> miles an hour too and i'm like yeah i'm good we're not gonna yeah step in the box i don't want to be behind the plate for that either uh-huh. but, no there's some <laughs> guys that just defy logic and Granky must have been mm-hmm. a good guy as well to get to see the guy that you've idolized for a while and obviously mm-hmm. it was unreal absolutely well the last question we have for all of our guests is, is an appreciation for hopping on the podcast with us today we like to have our guests dictate a little bit of the future of the show. And if you'd like to shout out someone from your baseball journey, whether it's from Cal, whether it's with the Royals or anywhere in between that you think would be a cool next person to have on the show. That's a good question. Um, I have a couple guys actually. Um, Chris Burke, uh, he was with us last year uh, and he'd come from the Phillies and he, he's Australian uh, he's a catcher and he he's in the ABL right now. Um, I'll, I'll hit him up too. And I'll, I'll tell him to get on the pie. That, that dude, that dude can talk. <laughs> we had dream, we had dreams of, we would talk about like, I want to start a podcast in the bullpen uh, where you're, you're mic'd up the whole game of just, you know, it it'd probably get canceled very quick and have to be uncensored. Uh, but as soon as you're getting guy hot, you know, you throw on the mic and you keep answering questions while you're getting guy hot. It'd be a whole, whole, uh, you know, production in the bullpen. Um, but yeah, uh, Chris Burke and then, um, Kale Emshoff, uh, he's a catcher with us now. Um, and he's, he's a big content creator with, uh, his, uh, here, I'll shout out his brand seems apparel, um, really good baseball brand for hats and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, those are my two guys right there. I love it. Absolutely. Well, I've had a blast getting to talk to you. So I'm sure anyone that you're willing to recommend and throw our way is going to be a blast as well. But no, this has been so much fun. Hopefully a successful year for the Royals this year. Obviously a lot of fun pictures that you're catching in spring training. I love Cole Reagans this year. We'll see if my dark horse Cy Young comes out to be true, but uh, hopefully this year at spring, have fun in the nice Arizona weather while I freeze my butt off here in DC with nice 30 (laughs) degrees right now. But No, thanks so much for stopping by and looking forward to having you back on again real soon. 
No, thank you. I appreciate it, Dylan. Awesome. Thank you so much. So for Dylan and Jacob, until the next time, the side is retired.